0: Greetings. Welcome to Space Court.
1: All right, then so be it. Here we go, part two. I'm so curious who's on the I don't know the block.
2: Well, <laughs> the chopping well, block. I don't know why. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, um, I mean, right now I'm looking at yours and Rain's Sinistry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm so curious.
1: I'm so curious. Yes, Rain is maybe ninety percent sure about her time. So oh, that's we are. Right, yeah, we are not a hundred percent. We're going to pretend we are a hundred percent, but in all reality, we are ninety percent or less. I don't know.
3: And I'm
2: so glad that you brought that up in the very beginning because, like, if she's like even two hours off, then it could slightly change the overall reading.
1: The um rule of thumb here is is really it's only one hundred percent worth it if it's hundred percent. You know, like we're gonna totally, go totally, yeah. Well we're gonna go off of this with the assumption that mom remembers correctly, right? But it's really helpful to know for sure.
2: Definitely space cord. Space cord.
0: SpaceCourt. Welcome to Spacecord. Welcome to Spacecord. Sinistry is a fascinating tool for people interested in gaining insight into their relationship with their lover, friend, family member, colleague, or any relationship. We invite you to join us on this voyage. As we explore the relationship between two housemates that are amidst building an intentional community, we would like to introduce you to Astrologer and Queen Sinistress, Sabitan, Cancer Sun, Capricorn Moon, Virgo Rising.
2: Okay, cool. So going into the Sinistry now, I'm really curious about what your impression of rain first was. Like, I wonder if you guys started off amicably or if there was like some sort of energy that pulled the two of you together and like the fact that it brought you all the way to committing to such a big thing together. Like, I'm kind Mm -hmm. of, I'm very curious because. Mm -hmm. In your guys' synastry, there are a lot of oppositions and squares. And those Mm -hmm. are what are traditionally known as tense aspects. Mm
1: -hmm. And a
2: tense aspect basically fundamentally just means that elementally you guys are like so different that Mm -hmm. it might not come so naturally to like agree on some things especially like very fundamental things like really basic things because you guys have very opposing or like just different overall worldviews maybe even but Mm. I wonder like despite those I mean yeah you guys definitely do have some flowing aspects as well which just means that you guys might have a lot of signs that are in the same element So you guys totally just like get each other without having to explain yourselves. But what I see mainly is like due to the high number of oppositions and squares, Mm. I wonder if it was like really easy for you guys to get along from the get-go or if there was like a very like energetic type of feel because you guys are so different. It like attracted the two of you guys to each other because you guys are helping each other to see the other side.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I have like an indifference. Mm I mean, I don't feel super strongly one way or the other with regards to our connection. Like when I first Mm -hmm. met Rain, I definitely remember meeting her. I remember her telling me her story. It was at the Vipassana retreat, you know, nice girl, you know, like that was kind of my walk away, like nice girl. And even still, like we've talked a couple times or not a couple times, maybe one time about how I don't feel this super strong connection to either will or rain i guess with Mm -hmm, bit more because we had we had some malaysia crossover and how's my sound by the way
2: to me it sounds like you fade in and out a little bit like here and there damn it
1: so we'll just keep trying to go with it and if it starts happening like more frequently then i think i need to drive to another spot and try and find like a three bar spot you know
0: okay we would like to introduce you to the elder bitch of the household rachel cancer sun cancer moon gemini rising so
1: yeah like i've mentioned before how like i didn't feel super strong pool or connection terrain you know mm-hmm. but i didn't also feel like oh this girl you know like eyes mm-hmm. rolling mm-hmm. in the back of my head it was just really <laughs> indifferent just kind of like this bitch. I'm not in a tense space around her. I think Mm -hmm. maybe one thing that does now that we've lived together for like a little over a month, Mm -hmm. I definitely feel a little more in tune with her emotions. Like I can, Mm -hmm. I can kind of pick up when she's got an edge and she really strikes me as like a really sweet person like i think she wants love and compassion and goodness and like all of these really amazing ideals she's also just super young and i actually call her young blood which is kind of a joke but it's also kind of serious to a degree she really is so young we have a huge age gap and right. i haven't really found that as like a point of contention or i haven't found that as a like area of oh my gosh i can't stand to be in space with this person like that hasn't mm-hmm. come up at all but yeah i would say like this lack of like deeper connection or feeling of like uh we're on the same page for everything there's just kind of this very okay kind of feeling you know mm-hmm.
2: two things that you just said to me really stand out and i can see it in the chart the very first thing you said was i'm indifferent nothing about her really triggered me in any way or like annoyed me or made me feel tense like mm-hmm. The reason why I got excited when he said that is because your guys' sinistry is so interesting and I actually haven't seen this before, (laughs) but your outer planets, and so the outer planets are considered Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. Mm-hmm. A bunch of them conjunct her inner planets. So the inner planets are sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars. And mm-hmm. some might say Jupiter, and then others might consider Jupiter to be more of an... Well, yeah, no, Jupiter is an outer planet. Let's just say mm-hmm. that. And so the reason why that's significant to me is because in Sinistry, when you're the outer planet person touching mm-hmm. somebody else's inner planet... Mm-hmm the person whose inner planet it is, is going to feel that energy interaction more than the outer planet person. For example, your Saturn conjuncts her Venus. Your Uranus conjuncts her Sun. Your Neptune opposes her Sun. Those are very significant because it's like Mm -hmm. your Sun, Moon, and Venus and then the second what was the second thing you said that really stood out oh um, you were depends. like lately because we've been living together for a little bit now I, I am more in tune with her feelings and I was mm-hmm. like oh my god bingo because her moon is in Gemini and it's only four degrees away from your Venus And your Neptune is like in opposition with her moon. And so like Neptune is a feeler and Venus is also a feeler. And by feeler, I mean like Neptune and Venus are both planets that have to do with the other person. So Mm. when you're understanding the other person, like it takes feelings to do that. It's not a physical thing. It's like an emotional thing. And Neptune and Venus are more emotional signs. Mm. and they are in direct aspects like really close aspects with her moon and her moon has everything to do with her emotions Mm. it's like the part of her that isn't visible on the surface because it's all going on inside of her and then like you are probably i think given that it's your neptune and your venus Mm. i think you feel very like a lot of compassion towards her emotions I wonder, again, if
1: it's an age thing or I kind of err on this like kind of almost maternal compassion mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. This almost yeah. like, oh, little bitch, you know, like, yes. you know, like this again, and I bring up the youth thing, but there is so much of me that thinks like you just haven't experienced nearly as much of the world, you know, or I yeah. just had enough time in the world, you know, like your young blood, you know, you're fresh, you're fresh in it. But at the same time, there's so many elements and areas of her experience and of her perspective on life that really is impressive to me. Like, there's no way Mm. that 20-year-old Rachel would have had any of the experience slash perspective that she has at such a young age. Mm. And we do Mm -hmm. have similar values and beliefs with regards to kind of our ideologies, which again, maybe this is Mm. Neptune, Venus stuff. Our greatest, like, heart desires and like love for life, I feel like is mm. in the same space where we really do just want to like love every single possible person and like show and exhibit unconditional love and like have this peace and harmony that's no separation, like completely unified. Like, we definitely jam yeah. on these same kind of desires and ideologies.
2: That's very Neptunian, what you just said mm. like, no separation. I almost wanted to say. That because of how your outer planets super closely conjunct a bunch of her inner planets, I had a very strong feeling that might make you feel very like a parent towards her because the outer planets are kind of like that. In Japanese, the symbol for the word parent it's put together by a bunch of other symbols but like they're all like put together to construct the one word which means parent and basically to break it down it means like to be a parent you are standing on top of a tree and you're looking down mm. and that symbolism is in the word for parent in the kanji symbol for parent in japanese mm-hmm. and the reason why they chose that is because To them, symbolically, I guess, being a parent means like you're not directly telling your child what to do and how to live their life, Mm. but you are standing on top of a tree and looking and just like watching over them to make sure that they do it safely and to like Mm. guide them if need be. Mm. But you're not like directly telling them what to do or how Mm. to do it because you're giving them the freedom and the space for them to discover it on On their their own. own. And so, like, I just thought that was beautiful. And I'm likening that to, like, your guys' sinistry here because your Saturn sits on her Venus. That's a very, like, committed but, like, almost, like – it's not, like, tough love, but it's more Mm. like a – it's not like a gushy, like, oh, I forgive anything that you do, like, no matter what. It's more like a, no, like, here are some – like limitations because you need to know how to be safe and like Venus can get carried away and she just wants to like experience pleasure all day long and just you know get lost in that and like okay let's not get ourselves too carried away because you know we have the laundry to do and we have the lawn to mow and we have to make sure that the dog gets walked so that they don't tear up the furniture like like saturn is very realistic and they're like giving venus a reality check (laughs) That's funny. There's definitely some things
1: there, something that comes to mind. And I don't think I shared this with my synastry with Will, but you know, we have these, what we're calling equilateral triangle conversations and we're all building this community together and Mm. because I was given the keys to this property, I definitely Mm -hmm. feel this responsibility with regards to like, yeah, yeah, we're all doing this together. Yeah, yeah. Equal rights, equal privileges, equal, equal equality. But the fact Mm -hmm. of the matter is like, I was given the keys. So when all of a sudden done, like I'm the one that has to take responsibility for whatever Mm. uh, happens. And I was definitely feeling this sense of like, you know, wanting, to put things on timelines and like, okay, let's get a structure going. Like if we're going to meditate two hours a day, let's get that in like a rhythm, you know, in a routine. And Mm -hmm. like both Will and Rain are kind of like, meh. And I'm kind of like, okay, maybe this is my lesson, you know, Mm -hmm. these are self-imposed timelines that I'm putting forward. So not only that, but there was an element where during one of our equilateral triangles, I brought up this idea that, you know, this community that we're building, this thing, this entity that we're building is also something that has needs. I likened Mm -hmm. it to basically we're, we're the parents of this baby. We have a baby you know, bitches, and we have to feed it. Like we might be really tired or maybe we don't want to do it, but we have to feed it. And I was saying, you know, that as an example of like, there's going to be things we don't want to do, but like, we need to do it. Kind of this idea, yeah, Mm -hmm. that sternness or that Saturn of like, yeah, yeah, I hear you. Like, let's go and, you know, just really enjoy things in life. But when we kind of did a a complete um, go around with that topic or with that possibility of we, we have this baby and we're all parents, like the first thing that Rain said is like, yeah, but the baby also needs to be held. You know, like this idea that yes, the baby needs like to, you know, eat and it's going to poop and it needs to sleep, but like it also needs to be held. So that to Mm. me just kind of spoke to the angles that we come at with regards to like, I'm always going to be super practical and like baby's fed, baby's this, baby's that. Okay. You know, and ironically, even as a mega cancerian, like nurturing doesn't always come across as like a forefront of thought for me. So the fact that she said that, it was just like, I mean, I thought it was a really great perspective to bring up like, yeah, no, that's true. Baby does need to be held. Like affection, nurturing, like those things are super important,
2: you know? I love that she said that because in her natal chart, she actually has Venus trining her moon. Mm -hmm. um, And Venus is also opposite her Jupiter. So, and her Venus is in Libra, which... Venus is very much at home in Libra. Mm -hmm. It's in its domicile. So she's like, she might be a very Venusian type of a person where like she, she might be a bit of a romantic. And when you have somebody with a Venus trine moon aspect, they do like to kind of like coddle the baby a little bit. They kind of like to be comfortable and they're very like, they're like a sweetheart type of a, it's like a sweetheart aspect. And the fact that her Venus is opposite her Jupiter tells me that she might kind of revere love. I think she might connect love with God, whatever mm-hmm. that means to her personally. Because mm-hmm. Jupiter is like very spiritual and very expansive. Mm-hmm. And when Venus is opposite Jupiter, she might get a little kind of overzealous about love Mm -mm. and about what she values. Mm.
1: Aloha say, we are all here right now listening to the sinistry of me and rain. Thank you very much. And as part of our gratitude and expression of that, we wanted to share real time feedback with you. So we're about halfway through it. We've already like rehashed the beginning part, but I'm going to pass the phone to Rain and she's going to share some of her thoughts, experience, feelings about what she's been hearing.
0: We would like to introduce you to the young blood bitch of the household, Rain, Sagittarius Sun, Gemini Moon, Capricorn Rising.
3: I would say I think your voice is really sweet and you go, Mmm. That's what I'm gonna start off with. I think it's really sweet the different things that you respond with. I feel like I can feel that in your voice and I appreciate it. So giving feedback because of appreciating you like sharing this like technology or whatever it is software. Yeah, I wanna share like the different things that stuck out to me. It's interesting because I've been looking at a completely different map the last year. Someone showed me Vedic. So like all of these things that you said were like the whole last year I've been like none of these was accurate. Incorrect. But like, you know, it's all mythology. So I appreciate it for the story it tells when you were saying that like love is god to me or something like this it's something or to whatever god means to me whatever like universe is that was like really accurate i think you were relating that to like the venus and and the and moon jupiter that was very accurate in that i have this like deep belief that like the field of reality that we live in is just pure love and we're just experiencing ourselves as love and that like we're just fractals of love which i think is what you're meaning when you say god like whatever it means to me so that was just really accurate and funny and then also the when you said that i can be almost overzealous of love it was really funny also because my like immediate response to that is there's no such thing as being overzealous about love which i think is exactly like so in that <laughs> yeah that's exactly what being over like I'm just exactly playing into that role in the archetype which I really love and think is very funny. Having a better understanding of like what your definition of romantic is would give me a better understanding of like if that felt accurate to me or not because I feel that I'm very in love with life that I'm like loving a body, loving love, all the things. But I think that like when I hear romantic, I think that the connotation might be of like impractical and like almost like expressing love over like living life. Somehow that's, like, the kind of, like, definition I got of it. I don't know that that's accurately, like, what you were presenting. But in relation to that, I feel that also, uh, that, like, that, in that sense, it wouldn't be accurate to me. I would feel that. There's no separation. Anymore. Yeah, there's no separation. Like, living is love and doing what you love is, uh, like, practically the things that should be done because that's what you're called to do because you love it. And if you don't love it, then it's not really making sense to do it. The other thing too is like she
2: has Mars conjunct her Neptune. And Mars Neptune people, it's like really hard for them to follow structure or schedules. <laughs> and the reason why I know this so intimately is because Peter has Mars conjunct Neptune. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and- this is an aspect that makes somebody a shapeshifter. Mm. It's a really interesting aspect and it's kind of a rare one. You don't often see Mars-Neptune conjunctions, but mm. when it does happen, it can make somebody a shapeshifter. So like, depending on who they're with, they're going to change their outer veil depending on like what type of friend they're hanging out with that day. If they're, let's say they're hanging out with like their best friend from childhood, then they're going to act like maybe who they were when they were like a young kid. Mm. But then if they're hanging out with somebody that they met in college, they're going to act like that person that they were when they were in college, like Mm. during that time of their life. Mm -hmm. Or when they're with like a colleague, it's like a totally other face that they put on and it's like who they are when they're at work. And I know that to a degree, we all do that. But like with the Mars Neptune people, they're so fluid in the way that they conduct their actions Mm -hmm. and how they conduct themselves that for them, it's like totally on an unconscious level. It's like not anything they're conscious of. It just, they just do it. Mm. And like, because Neptune is very nebulous, because of that, it's like really hard for them to like initiate sometimes or like for them to really do anything. And And if you're like, hey, look, we're on a timeline. Like we have like a hard deadline that we have to meet. They're going to be like, oh, shoot, you know? Because <laughs> like they don't understand time very well. Because mm. like Neptune is like, They're like up in like the heavens, you know, sometimes they're a little out of it. And on the flip side, a Mars-Neptune conjunction can also look like when they're super divinely inspired, they will totally rally. Like Mm. if it's for like a very spiritual purpose, like when they have a strong sense of purpose, that makes them feel connected to like their sense of like life purpose. Or like if they feel like they're being driven by like something divine, like Mm. God or the cosmos or like their ancestors or their spirit guides are driving them to do something they will Mm -hmm. totally get up and do it and they're Mm -hmm. and they'll do it in a very like beautiful inspirational way because like neptune is like that they're very like beautiful nebulous and just like so compassionate and so empathetic they carry a lot of love and it's Mm -hmm. like out of the love That they have for like a higher purpose, like when they're really feeling connected to the divine.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's pretty accurate. Like her lens that she looks through any encounter with someone with just like compassion and just like connectedness and universal oneness, you know.
2: Everything you're telling me, like I can see, I feel like I see it in her chart. We
3: just went on Neptune and Mars in conjunct, which were what were the highlights of what she said Um, that that she was saying like
1: time and structure is something.
3: Oh, that's really interesting. Oh, it's so interesting. The exact ways that you said it also, because you said that um, (laughs) time is almost like a concept that like does not make sense to me and that structure is not something I can fit into very easily. But when I'm really inspired and I feel very called to do something because it resonates with me on whatever like deeper level that's. Really accurate, and I can see that in my life over and over and over again that like when there's a structure, I feel like placed on me, or like when someone gives me that their idea of time and tells me to live within it i it doesn't work like i don't feel like i can i can't naturally or unnaturally live within that framework like at all the times of my life, you know, like living normally in the society we live in like uh, needing to go to school or like have like whatever schedule on job and like go off of this like random time, which is just like numbers ticking. Like when I have to work within this construct, it just does not, my heart's not in it because it makes no sense. Like it's very mechanical. So I just don't see how I can fit in slash. I just don't operate within that. So when I'm, it's presented to me and it's placed on me, I don't end up operating so it's very accurate that what you said like just it's almost not a concept at all like time and it's not a concept except for that you can see the motion of things and the motion is like something changing um and then but yeah feeling really inspired by whatever thing like feeling inspired by like the love of the earth or by wanting to like uh for all beings to be happy or for like feeling like just and feeling like there's like a calling in my heart to do it. It's very easy to get organized and do it and be like, okay, I have to understand what structure is for this time. Like I have to work within time or placement or whatever things, things I wouldn't normally live within. It becomes much easier to live with them in them if I understand that I have to live within them to like um accomplish or like move towards what feels like I should. What shapeshifter oh that's so funny also the way you describe that like changing from situation to situation depending on the person you're interacting with that is something that I've so exactly noted in my life like multiple times where it's like I've gone through like different cycles of how I felt about that because it's interesting the way that you said that it's like an unconscious action I'm talking really fast and maybe chattery because I'm really cold in my body for explanation maybe I feel that's really accurate in the sense that it's unconscious as in it's like a very automatic process. It's not something that I like have to think about and do like, oh, I act different because I'm with this person. But something I've noticed that like I will like the energy in my body, like how I feel and what I communicate in the way that it comes out, just like the cycles that I go into will completely change depending on who I'm interacting with. And then it's interesting that like in groups, there's this like more like common Like it's different, like intimate one-on-one. I feel like I really, it's not just like I will act how I used to act based on like at what time of my life I knew that person. But I feel like it's actually more based on like how that person is feeling and how they relate to me will really alter how I relate to them. Um, I feel like I haven't like interacted with very many people from different parts of my life. I feel like most interactions are like relatively fresh. They're always like only a few years old. So it's not really me tapping into who I was at that time maybe a little bit, definitely for sure. But more it's like how they're relating to me and how, like what I'm feeling with them because it also changes depending on like what we're both experiencing and like maybe what they're presenting with me. So like what I can offer them in that moment. And I have noticed that as a very like subconscious behavior that like I just will like act different depending on like who's interacting with me and how they're acting. And I feel like when I notice it, it seems very fitting because it seems like more abrupt to just like Try to act like one way consistently or like it just it doesn't come naturally. It doesn't come naturally to like try to keep some form and like move forward with it. But instead to be very fluid with like what the energy is surrounding me and kind of like melt into that. She has
2: South node conjunct her Neptune. And usually South node conjunct Neptune, these people are like very intensely... Like I know that I'm throwing the word spiritual out there a lot, but like that's what Neptune really is. Like she might not even have been human in a past life. Like I don't know if she has a lot of human past lives. Like she might be from, you could say, you could call it heaven or you could call it like another dimension. Mm. She might have some like angelic, like this is the way I think of a South Node Neptune conjunction. Like they're kind of like angelic because they are so empathetic because they literally feel everything and not just people but like things around them so like if she's near like a wi-fi router the buzzing of all like the electric currents and all the data going in and out like stuff like that might be really affecting her on like a deep level mm-hmm. because she's so sensitive hypersensitive but like she might not even she might not be aware of that however it's <laughs> totally affecting her literally like anyone that she's in like close range with like she's gonna know how they're feeling because like neptune has that ability to like just transcend and be bigger than themselves Mm. so therefore like they feel everything (laughs) and and so it makes them like really really sensitive if they're like in a funk it might be because of like their neighbor might be having a hard day and so the neighbor feels really badly and like she just like went and said hi to him as she was coming home and like in that like three second interaction she felt how the neighbor is feeling bad so now she feels really bad but she doesn't Mm. know why because she's not Mm. like aware of that they don't know but like they feel everything
1: Mm. I mean, to some degree, she does know. And it's funny because I'm such a skeptic. I'm always kind of like, so if we blindfolded you, would you know that the Wi-Fi is on or not? You know, like, would you know my phone's on on airplane mode? (laughs) You know, like, I'm such a bitch, like, (laughs) super skeptic, like, really? So you can decipher whether, you know, (laughs) when she's like adamant that she can you know and so i do trust and believe her but i definitely still have my like natural skepticism about everything anyone ever says with regards to the sensitivities and the feeling and like really like feeling it in her body and i mean to varying degrees i think she has like an awareness around it um Mm. but i'm i'm certain there's also faculties that she's still developing in that area you
2: know Mm. yeah
1: where's her south node
2: It's in Aquarius at five degrees Mm. and her Neptune is at two degrees of Aquarius. Mm. Her north node is in Leo.
3: This is all rocking my world, by the way, because I've really been listening to Vedic the last year, which just says completely different things. So it's really funny, actually, the different things about like, not sure how many lives I've had as a human before. I'm going to like take it piece by piece of things that stuck out to me. That's interesting to me to me for different reasons like for instance I've had like the last year and a half has been the time that I've been interested in like what lives I've lived before this life but before that and like the part of my like uh awakening up to like my inner self I don't really have the words to describe that experience but that I had like no interest in like what my previous or future lives were because I also didn't really have like that much of an oppression about time, like it wasn't really interesting to me because the idea of like future and past and present wasn't that relevant to me. But this space of like not being a human and not being rain and not like being a separate self, but just kind of being in this like ocean of like patterns and sounds and colors was like very, it felt like very at home for me. And when I had that experience the first time and then I like came back into my body and I like grounded down, I remember like laughing really hard and being like, what the heck? Like I'm still, my first name's Ashley. My middle name's Rain. It's like, what the heck? I'm still Ashley. Like this exists. Like it was just this very funny idea to me. And I felt like for a period of time after that, the idea of like being a human felt very foreign to me when I kind of experienced this other thing. And then when I started connecting to people about like past lives and stuff, and they were always talking about like the past lives that they lived. It was always in like as being a human and these different times and things. And it just seemed so funny and mundane to me because I just had no concept of like what life I might've lived as a human. It was, that was just something really funny to me. And also two different psychics have told me that then my most recent life, I don't know my most recent life or as many have been in like the Pleiades that I'm just like, go, just coming from the Pleiades to like come here on whatever mission. And like, I did like a hypnosis session with someone one time that was like, we're going to connect you to your Pleiadian family. So I think it's still really funny that you say this. And me and my friend like wrote this little like poem one time about how she was from earth and she lived on earth like one million times. And I'm like from the stars and I just come to earth because I want to help Earth or something. So it's really funny you say that if like, it has like different parts of my life that it connects to. And then the other thing that she said about it, oh, the empath thing about the feeling of other people, which is also really interesting to me because this is something me and my mom talk about, which is something that now I'm interested in me and her synastry and her just chart in general because this is something that is really strong with her, like her whole life. She's been really connected to like uh, spirits and different things and her family was Mormon. So they really rejected that and didn't understand it. And she like definitely is like much more sensitive than I am and like is very sensitive to like, for instance, she used to live below people, like the people upstairs and like the people around her. She just would like, it would really affect her mood and her different things because she just would feel these things around her so intensely. Uh, I feel like it was really interesting what Rachel said about it as this being like a faculty of something I'm developing more because I feel like. It's something that I can remember different times of my life of like being a child and like understanding what someone was feeling more than they were understanding what they were feeling. And when I would try to like communicate with that with them, I would get a really harsh reaction. So I would like uh, not understand why that was happening and I would stop communicating these things because I thought they were wrong and like coming back into the space of like uh, trusting what I'm feeling enough to like communicate it and like understand. Uh, I just feel like this is a process that I'm working through, like the things that I'm feeling coming from other people or not. And also the Wi-Fi thing is really funny because I definitely like, uh, I don't know at what point it was that I realized that I really intensely felt in my body when I was like holding a phone. But at some point I was like holding my phone with the internet on and I was touching the screen and my finger was like in pain it was like burning and buzzing and I would uh more and more I started noticing this like I would made the connection and like I would get like a headache and I would just feel really fuzzy and like unable to make direct connections to things like my mental capacity and my capacity to just be present went way down depending on how close I am to wi-fi and how much was around me like how many phones and things were out and like so I definitely started putting my phone on airplane mode all the time and it was something that we did. I didn't even know that Rachel thought this, that she was like, what the heck? Like, do you really feel the difference? I didn't even know that she really thought that until she said it in this industry. It's really funny. So here's where it
2: gets a little like risky because we don't know a hundred percent for sure if we have her correct birth time. But she did talk to her mom, and her mom did tell her what she thought it was. Mm -hmm. Um, if it is a hundred percent, then your Sun, Mercury, and Moon are all very close to her descendant. A.K.A. her seventh house. So, like, we haven't even gone over what the oppositions and squares in your guys' sinistry
0: <laughs> are, but...
2: Space cord. Space cord.
0: On the next episode... We invite you to continue this sinistry voyage with us as astrologer. C. Pitton, compares the remainder of Rain and Rachel's natal charts.